Sal, you're up. Theme song! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I called him like I see something, all right? And Taz is I mean, Sal is here. Look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick. You work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Welcome, everybody, to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, unintentionally offensive wrestling podcast. I am your host, Troy, with me this week to talk about a mediocre week in wrestling. The one, the only, Magnum Dog himself. Jason is here. What the fuck's a brother got to do to get Future Endeavored around here? Because uh, I guess I, if I have to watch much more of this shit, uh, I, might, I might, you know, take some actions. There you go. Uh, before we get into who else is joining us, though... Jason, yeah. why don't you go ahead and tell me what's going on over here? Over where? Over n- right on the side of your computer. Oh, that. That will that would be on our YouTube page where you can be watching us live right now. We have a little chat box. We call it the Smathers Lounge, although that bastard is not in there. John Venrick in the house, though, another one of our supporters. We appreciate it. What's up, John? Uh, that box is open. You can... Pour in your thoughts, your semen, whatever you want to put in there, and we will read it on the show. It's how you interact with us, and we interact with you, all without the chance of getting a venereal disease. So, good to know. That's right. That's right. And if you do happen to head on over there, go ahead and ask John the perks of being one of our Patreons, because he and our other two patrons got to listen to a very special episode with me and Ginger talked about the very first episode of SmackDown 20 years ago, debuted on UPN. And speaking of my redbeard brother, Ginger is here. Hey, what's up, you dirty twat waffle lickers? I'm yeah. That one. I, 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 yeah, I, I think feel... now you're trying too hard. Mm. Me? <laughs> yeah. Ah. That wasn't, that wasn't nearly offensive enough. No. Oh, um, cut bags? There you go, that works. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, after doing that Patreon episode, I feel old. <laughs> and I'm... It's Patreon, and the people yeah. are our patrons. Patreon, Patreon, patrons. Yes. It's, it's, you become a patron on Patreon. Yes. Gotcha. You also tweet on Twitter. Joining us to make it a beautiful circle jerk, Sal is here. What's up, Rundown? Glad to be in the show, although I hate the WWE right now. All the way from Anchor. <laughs> yep. 
That's right. And if you didn't get a chance to go over to rundownwrestling.com, we had a stacked week of shows. Uh, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight dropped with Adam filling in for Jeff yesterday. Me and Jason took it upon ourselves to talk about NXT. Um, But there's another reason why you should be going over to rundownwrestling.com, and we're going to talk about it right now. Because we, I think you skipped something. I'm not looking at it. I have up the results. I'm not looking at it until after I do the results. I know the flow of the show was supposed to go. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's right. We are talking about the semifinals of our hottest female talent tournament tonight. We narrow it down to two, two beautiful sets of tits, and the voting. For the finals starts tonight, right? Right now. All right. You could, now, you can go ahead and go to rundownwrestling.com right now and spoil who the two people are, or you could shut your fucking trap and let me talk, <laughs> and I, I will tell you who they are. Then you can go to rundownwrestling.com and vote. The final chance to crown the hottest female talent currently in WWE, because Sasha Banks got eliminated already and she quit. Uh, so, <laughs> we had... Just two matchups, both sides of the brackets. Our first matchup, the anal princess herself, Paige, took on the goddess Alexa Bliss. And if I put a gun to your dick, Sal, which one of these two would you choose to be hotter? Uh, Alexa Bliss. Sorry, Paige, but your anal only took you so far. I mean, isn't that true for everybody, though? Uh, Ginger, (laughs) gun to your dick. Um, gun to my dick. I'm goddamn. This is a tough one because Ginger's been all about the anal chick, Mm -hmm. but we know he's all about Alexa too. So Uh, I I went with Alexa. Okay, that was tough. Jason, Uh, it's Alexa all the way, especially now that we know she's single. There you go. Well, Paige is single too, isn't she? Who knows how many how many cocks are just randomly rocketing in and out of her at any given time. <laughs> or she could be back with Del Rio. I mean, knows? <laughs> Alexa's single, too. And who knows how many cocks have been in and out of that since then. Uh, I, myself, of course, would have gone with Alexa Bliss if this was 2012, though. Different story. With a grand total of 1,631 votes. With a vote of 1,246 to 385, 76% of the votes, Alexa Bliss heads to the finals. Ouch. (laughs) So, who will be going head-to-head with Little Miss Bliss? Would it be Olivia Morgan, or would it be Peyton Royce? That is the question that I now present to Jason. Uh, If we're going by my vote, it would be Peyton Royce. Well, actually, it would be Mandy Rose, but of my two options, it would be Peyton Rice. She's been out for two rounds. It was a travesty of justice then as much as it is now, sir. All right. Ginger. Oof. Liv. Okay. All right. I should say, before the new hairstyle, it might have been Liv, but now with the new hairstyle, it's definitely Peyton. All right. Uh, New hairstyle on who? Peyton. Oh, Peyton's. Okay. Her hotness quotient went way up with that new hairstyle. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, Peyton. All right. Peyton Royce. Yeah, you know, 
tough for me as well. I, I'm a fan of Olivia, but um, yeah, it would be Peyton Royce for me too. We also haven't so. seen Liv since the shakeup, so it doesn't help. She might not be with the company anymore. <laughs> John says on the side says that Liv wins the whole thing for him. So okay, I have a feeling, John, you might be disappointed in a moment. Yeah. Well, we'll see because with a grand total of one thousand two hundred and one votes, bringing our total for the the both matchups two thousand eight hundred thirty-two this week. Wow. By a vote of seven thirty-five to four sixty-six. With 61% of the votes, no contest on either one of these, Peyton Royce is going to the finals. Head on over to rundownwrestling.com right now to vote on Alexa Bliss or Peyton Royce for who you think is the hottest female talent that WWE has to offer. Now, this is not uh, necessarily the finals I would have predicted from the beginning. I certainly would have predicted Alexa being in there. I would not have had Peyton in there. Um, I think we all know who I would have had in there instead. But, <laughs> but you know, it, it is definitely going to be a uh, tough one to call. That's right. And we are going to take a moment. A moment of silence for the death of... It was, it was a big. It was a big death in the week of wrestling. You just step all over it. <laughs> well, I, I feel like you know you're you're not appreciating the gravity of the situation. I mean, we lost an important figure in the wrestling business. I mean, this is you know there are moments and there are people that you when they they go, um, you just you don't know how the business carries on and uh, it always does, but uh, you know. Sometimes it's a little harder than others. So That's right, because we mourn the loss of a future Hall of Famer, Ramblin' Rabbit. It's time. It's time for something that we like to call. Yowie, wowie! The perfect ten! A ten! A tan! A fucking tan! And we're going to start the perfect ten off this week by talking about Bray Wyatt. Because it is time to discuss what we have been getting from Bray Wyatt. So, um, if you guys recall, I was 100% balls deep on this as soon as we could see it. And everyone else was a, was a little skeptical. So, I, I feel like... That's not true. Most of the people were a little skeptical on okay, what was going to happen with Bray. Um, but what we have gotten has been pure genius from this man. Because we talk about the fact that Ramblin' Rabbits was murdered. Ramblin' Rabbit was the last Bray Wyatt incarnation that we had. That's what that represented. Where he was rambling on about nothing. And... Who should who should be the one to eat Ramblin' Rabbit? But Mercy, who is of course indicative of the original Bray Wyatt character, where he heavily featured, you know, Waylon Mercy as his inspiration for it. It is dressed similar to him. So we have that. So then we also had word that this past Monday Bray was supposed to reveal who he's been targeting. Now that didn't happen, but We'll get there. Um, and 
Bray has been doing this thing where he has been kind of teasing things on Twitter, um, discussing the fact that back in 2015, he hid uh, lines in his promos that were out of place for his feud with The Undertaker, but were in place for what was going to be his next feud, and what he claims is now going to be his upcoming feud when he returns to the ring. So um, I'm not, we're not going to go um, you know, through everything that's, uh, that he's been talking about, but needless to say, there's been a lot of speculation going around online on who exactly you know, Bray is going to be going after. Um, and so the, <laughs> the thing is, he, by the way, he has an in-memory of Rambling Rabbit on his Twitter. I just, just saw that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, he's been he's been throwing out some of these, these clues that have like that. And I believe I know who he's targeting. Um, but I want to see if you guys have um, a thought. Now, not don't elaborate. Just tell me who you think Bray Wyatt is attacking, Sal. Um, dude, I gotta be honest with you. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Ginger. Um, <laughs> with oh, Sal, this one I have the fucking clue. <laughs> Jason, I'm fucking out. Daniel Bryan. Okay, maybe. Well, um, think, think about this for a moment now. So these hidden lines, because he said this was going to be his next feud after the Undertaker, and mm-hmm. it's now a current feud that he's going to try to go into. 2015, heading into WrestleMania, he was going against The Undertaker. We had already done the Daniel Bryan feud, but Daniel Bryan was on his way to winning the IC Championship. Now, why was he not able to do this feud in 2015? Could it be that it's because it's when Daniel Bryan had to retire because of his neck? Right. And if you read some of the the, the lines the that he said... not his neck. This one was concussions, you're correct. Yeah, when he won the IC title, they took him out because of concussions. Because it's Sheamus, I believe. It was was when he had to retire from in-ring, so he wasn't able to do it. Um, So, obviously, they have history. And if you read some of the things, you know, the the lines that he said talk about, you know, limbo is not a place for you, which would sort of be, you know, the fact that he was in limbo for a while in his wrestling career. Um, Says things like that, I am the dragon, which, obviously, we know Daniel Bryan was the American Dragon. Um, but yeah, that is is what I think is a possibility. Um, but we're not sure, because it's WWE. It'll probably be Randy Orton. It's pretty mm-hmm. clear he's going after Ricky Steamboat. So, <laughs> um, But yeah, so the, the, the Firefly Funhouse that we've been seeing, obviously, he, he brought up... Uh, He's brought up a lot of the different things in the past. He painted a picture of Randy burning down his house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, he took a chainsaw to his own likeness, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying this. It's, it's honestly some of the, the it's, it's one thing I look forward to. So I, I want to get, you know, your guys' opinion on, you know, the, on the Firefly Funhouse altogether, and as well as where we're going with Bray. <clears throat> Starting with Jason. So I don't know where we're going with Bray. I'm sort of enjoying the ride of not knowing. It's a nice uh, change of pace. But I will say this. I am very much enjoying the Firefly Funhouse skits. And the moment at the end where he's, like, all happy having a picnic with the kids who are staring off into the distance, completely, like, 
nondescript face. Like, it was very sort of creepy, and I liked that part of it. Um, I do have a concern that this could be one of those things that they drag out too long and people start to lose interest. Um, you have to hit on this while it's hot. And I, just based on how they've run things in the past, I have a concern that this is going to go on to a point where people are like, I just fucking do something with this already and then get bored. I don't, I don't understand. WWE has always struck exactly when things are hot. <laughs> they give us what we want. They give us exactly what we want, exactly when we want it, too. They definitely don't drag things out or wait until people, <clears throat> McIntyre, are no longer uh, hot you know, before they start pushing them for things. So that's, that's definitely, I don't know where you're getting that from. Ginger. I like it. Um, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I just hope they don't drag it out to the point where the people are just like, okay, this is old. Because this is a somewhat of a repackage. They don't want to blow it again. And if they do, they are in big trouble when it comes to Bray Wyatt. Um, he's a great worker. Great promo guy, obviously. Um, so we'll see where they take it. Let, again, let's just pray to the man upstairs or whoever you pray to. Vince? They don't blow it. All right, Sal. I do agree with Jason that the ride has been incredible. Uh, this past week, where the uh, the buzzard is tearing the rabbit to shreds, and he won't let either of them know. He won't let Bray know, and he won't let uh, Abby the Witch know what he's doing. Uh, I thought that was actually hilarious. And then, yeah, the creepiness of it at the end, where he's ecstatically happy sitting down on the carpet with a bunch of kids who look like the dog just died. <laughs> so, uh, so do we think like next week Mercy will burn Abby the Witch? Quite possibly. Oh uh, but next week there is going to be something because according to Bray, this this coming Monday is when he's going to unveil something. I don't know if you look at his Twitter; it's obviously very cryptic. But it's his dick. It's yeah. it's going somewhere, and I I definitely In, am enjoying this. So <laughs> no, that that already pregnant? I was going to say she's already pregnant. Oh, it's the demon baby. That's what's gonna happen. You guys, you guys keep talking about Abby the who's who's Abby the witch? The witch puppet. No, that's Paige. Oh man. <laughs> no, she's the ass puppet. Different. <laughs> yeah, and Paige doesn't have a, a Creole accent. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, once you stick something in that ass, all sorts of things start. Yeah, People start yeah. speaking in tongues and shit. Like, yeah, you get a lot of baby girl, baby girl. Baby girl. <laughs> baby girl, slower. Slower, baby girl. Uh, so, baby so, yeah. Dick, baby dick. Yeah, so we... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did you see Xavier Woods? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, Brad Maddox is an asshole. And, well, <laughs> I can't believe... I cannot believe that he... First of all, that he has admitted most half of the shit that he has admitted that he likes to do, but also the fact that he has released videos of him jerking off to his own porn videos with Paige. <sighs> like, you are really fucking conceited. <laughs> Jason agrees. All right, uh, <laughs> moving on. So we're we're gonna move on from uh, from talking about some ass play to talking about an asshole uh, because Lars Sullivan. Had a couple of things revealed uh, in terms of not his, his asshole though, not his asshole yet. 
his, apparently his posting history on a, of course, bodybuilding website. Um, which, yeah, the things he was saying, you know, he made a lot of racist remarks. He made a lot of sexist remarks. Um, he made a lot of homophobic remarks. Um, this comes as no surprise that there are people like this in the world and people like this in WWE. We know for a fact that this shit has been going on for a long time. And so WWE was, as we have heard now, aware of these comments made by Lars before hiring him. And he has done his apology tour um, to different people. And it, it would appear as though he's not going to face any kind of repercussions currently, which is, is in line with how things have, have been. Um, and personally in line with, you know, my uh, opinion on a lot of these things, whenever somebody digs up, you know, somebody being fucking stupid in the past, um, <clears throat> I do think that, you know, the, the court of public op- uh, opinion is, a punishment in itself, because this guy's going to have a hard time now getting over with the crowd that knows that he has said this shit. So, and in the wrestling world, that's death, you know, to mm-hmm. to just not have, not not be able to face. No, it's a good thing he is a heel. Um, but obviously, we've had a couple of different people respond to it. Uh, Big E has, you know, kind of mentioned it. Uh, a couple other wrestlers have have come forward and said that, you know, that that yeah, he's apologized for it, but. You know, I mean, sort of Hulk Hogan. So, you know, uh, but again, I don't have a, I, I don't think he should lose his job because he said some bullshit online or whatever like that. Because we don't know if he really means it means that shit or not. If he was trolling, you know, things like that. You don't, you don't fucking know online. Um, we know Hulk Hogan talking to his best friend on camera. Probably he meant what he was saying. <laughs> but again, I mean, Hogan got you know lost a lot of money in that deal too. So. Um, but, uh, you know, so I don't know. What do you, what's your opinion on it? Ginger. Um, I, I hate that people do this. I mean, it, it sucks that you're a public figure and this is going to happen, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't suck for these people. He could have, whoa, 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 I'm sorry. I, 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 are we like playing the sympathy card for the no, guy no, who's no, posting no, no, racist, no. hateful, no. homophobic no. shit on no. the internet? Nope. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> this is the answer. Agreed. But, oh God, it's just... It, it's a th- if you don't everything want this- is retractable online. Why, it, why can't people just keep it to themselves? If you don't want this shit coming out, don't be an asshole in the first place and post it. Oh, yeah, don't, exactly. Don't post anything that you'll be fucking embarrassed that comes out if you become a celebrity. That's the fucking answer to it. Yep. So, no, uh, fuck that. I, no sympathy for this guy, please. Oh, no. See, hey. And, and, and that's one of those, those things that, uh, you know, we've discussed before with some of the sports athletes and stuff like that, where it's like, if your goal is to eventually make it to the big times and be famous, don't give people ammunition. Yeah, you know? this isn't a scenario where Paige had fucking private tapes leaked yeah. this is, or hacked. Yeah. This is not that. This is a different fucking scenario. This is a person who willfully and purposefully went on the internet and chose to repeatedly engage mm-hmm. in multiple types of hate speech. Right. So, in a public forum. So, fuck him. And, <laughs> and, 
And though WWE says they've apologized, he's apologized to them. There's been no public apology, no, or or acknowledgement of wrongdoing. No, so, and I definitely, I definitely think there needs to be there. There needs to be that sort of public relations tour that you go on when you do dumb shit like this. And yeah, so far we haven't seen it. And so far, all he's done is blocked the people who have brought it up to him, right. which is not a good, not a good image. Well, is, is it him or is it his his alter ego social media <laughs> representative? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, all of us hated this guy previously. Right. And now we're just justified in in our continued hate. <laughs> sorry, and, and, I, and I'm sorry, I, I did cut Ginger off there. I just I had to get that out. Go ahead, Ginger. I wasn't defending him at all. That's that's a bunch of horse crap right there. Like that is a big old pile of rhinoceros crap. Don't come and say <clears throat> all that crap, expecting it not to get shoved right back up your ass once you're. Oh, no, in person. Yeah, yeah, screw him to the full extent. Um, I think it's going to end up being career suicide for him. Okay. Uh, Yeah, John uh, on the side says uh, it was enough of an issue that he had his account banned on the message board. That is correct. He did. He was reported enough on on the message board that his account was banned. yeah, so here's the other thing, um, you know, the all of those shitty fucking things that that he said and stuff like that is enough where you're just like you're a fucking idiot. This is a guy who clearly wanted to get into WWE and proceeded to insult a couple of the WWE wrestlers on this website as well, which to me like you know. By, by all means, the most important thing is the hate speech and things like that. But these guys are your coworkers now, and I'm surprised. I'm shocked that you know, Leah Rush is a little bitch baby and he gets kicked out of the locker room, and Lars Sullivan makes fun of fucking AJ Styles' hairstyle, and everyone's fine and fine working with this guy still. So let's also, I, I mean, let's throw on our speculative hats for a moment. Let's not forget, there was that very weird break in time between when Lars Sullivan was supposed to debut, when he supposedly had some sort of a breakdown and disappeared mm-hmm. for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perhaps he showed up and some people had some issues with some of the shit that he had, you know, had said. Yeah. And he got his shit got heated. He got uncomfortable. I don't know what happened, and maybe that contributed to his hiatus. I don't know. One quick question: How old are these messages on the message board? Do we have a exact time frame by chance? I want to say twenty fifteen ish, somewhere yeah. around there. Uh, it was about the time that uh, Daniel Bryan was doing the Doctor Shelby stuff. What when, okay. when was that? So like that was 20, about 2013. 2013, somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah that's, because it was before his title win at, uh, mm-hmm. at Mania at 14. So. And to John's point, he not only had his account banned, he created a second account and proceeded to continue yeah. posting the same kind of shit. Oh, my God. Okay. You know what's scary about this? When sometimes in the past, you know, recent memory, uh, some drunken fan at an NBA game screams something at a player, and and it goes viral, right? Um, this wasn't that. This wasn't 
him saying one thing in anger. This was a continued flow of hate speech. This was a message he was trying to get out there as much as possible. And that, to me, is is really scary, because what is this guy at his core? Do you know what I mean? Now, if the WWE chooses to ignore it, or they choose it to sweep it under the carpet, that's on them. Um, Me, personally, I'm bothered by this, more so than some of the other things that have happened in recent memory. Yeah, and it's sort of like my approach to this is, is similar to like when Hulk Hogan got caught for his racist comments. It's sort of like, you, so your thing is you want me to buy that the only time in your life you've ever used that word happens to be the time when the video camera's on you? Right. I don't think so. Sort of like, I don't think the first time you cheated on your wife was the time she caught you. My guess is you did it a while. Like, same thing here. I don't think this is the only time he's used these sorts of topics and conversation pieces my guess is that forum was not the only place he was having these discussions right it was just the one that he posted pictures of himself to right. so people knew exactly who he was exactly. but yeah i mean you can you can have a lot of anonymity online and say whatever the fuck you want you can create as many goddamn accounts as you want i mean kevin durant created a second account so he could argue with himself that's the former <laughs> you know? general manager of the philadelphia 76ers yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is, like, if he's going to go back on there and create another account and and just continue pushing the agenda, it's like, you know, at some point you really got to start looking at this guy as, okay, what type of person did we bring in here? And here's the thing. If he has, and we'll never know, if he has apologized to the people in the locker room, if he's been on his best behavior since, then I guess you kind of go forward, but... I don't know. Is that culture still going to be there in the locker room? Is he going to be talking behind people's backs to other people there, you know? Yeah, I would assume so. And um, you have a lot of people back there who are professional enough that they're they're not going to make it an issue every time they have to work with him. You know, I mean, a guy like AJ Styles is a consummate professional. He's not going to sit there. Uh, and mind you, AJ Styles is homophobic himself. We have evidence of that in the past. And he, yeah, dude, look it up. Um, no, I know. I, <laughs> no, Jim, no, I was, Jim wow. just made a face like he's never heard that, you know, that AJ no idea. had problems with the gay community. Um, but yeah, like, the, you know, that's not going to be an issue for a lot of people. Now there are other people who it is going to be an issue for, and they have full right, you know. Um, anybody in that locker room that's a minority has full right to be, I don't want to work with this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. I don't anywhere near him. Yet. Any of the women have full right to say, I don't want to be anywhere fucking near him. And of course, he's in a program with our truth at the moment. So, uh huh. Yep. Our <laughs> truth. No, I'm racist. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but again, like I said, I mean, our truth is the kind of guy, clearly, he's been in the W for a long time. He is a professional. He will put aside his personal feelings for things and he will go out there and do his job. Wait uh, a second. That's, why, that's why Carmella dyed her hair blonde again, so she's Aryan, so he won't mistake her for anything. There you yeah, go. Makes sense. There you go. Yep. So, yeah, but again, you know, you also have to look at it from WWE's perspective, and you need to, to really question them and go, are you okay with this bad publicity? You already have a shit ton of bad publicity from every other fucking corner right now for your ratings. <laughs> now you're going to add this to the pile 
and you're going to continue to do business again with a guy like this, you know, where not enough time has passed. And he probably should be taken off of TV for at least for a little bit, you know, for to let things settle down because you get into the wrong arena and something <sighs> might be chanted when he arrives. So just remember that that if anything happens, that's on you, WWE, for continuing to do business with him. Well, here's the other thing, Internet, too. Is- when you absolutely positively have to be a racist when WWE won that. Yep. Uh, I mean, here's the other thing, too. Whatever they decide to do with him storyline-wise going forward, especially if they push him to a title, people are always going to go back to this. You know, if they ever had plans of making him WWE champion, which, okay, I I get it. He's not really. You're, you're pushing it a little bit there. I get it. But <laughs> but you know what I mean. If Even if he's in a high-profile program, they're going to be like, this guy? The racist guy? It's it's not going to go away as far as the internet goes. Oh, God, no. Yeah, I mean, you you look at the Briscoes over in, in yep. ROH. You know, the, those are two guys that people know. There have been some things said, and it's the reason why they probably can only work in ROH because they have burned a lot of bridges and, and they're, they're a little too, too hot to handle on things. So, you know, it's the same kind of thing like that where it's like, you know, there, there are people that'll look up, look past it and go, Oh, they're entertaining, you know, but there are other people like me who watch them and go, you guys are pieces of shit. And I don't want to win 25 fucking titles, but it's ROH. Who gives a shit? Uh, John on the side said he is uh, sufficiently non-entertaining to a degree that I find myself in the awkward position of wanting R-Truth to win a feud. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, John. Um, So we are going to go from that piece of shit to wild card, bitches. Uh, So so on Monday, we we had word that... Roman Reigns was going to be arriving on Raw. And he did so. And then he was followed um, over on, on Raw by a few other Raw superstars. Now, we had Vince McMahon in the ring. And McMahon said, I, I, got, a, I got an idea. It's a wild card. So he said, and I quote, Maybe three people from one show can show up on a rival brand. That's one, two, three. Three people, they said. By the time Raw went off the air, five people had shown up <laughs> to SmackDown on Raw. So the next item. Six. I think it was five. Yeah, but Shane? he said Shane and Elias didn't count. Well, oh, okay. Because he's. <laughs> they are SmackDown superstars, but they don't count, you know. No, if you're counting Shane, that doesn't count anyway. Shane is. Is not SmackDown exclusive. He's I know he's a McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> so it was so it was five. So then we got a, so then we went over to SmackDown and we had um AJ Styles show up, Sami Zayn show up. So the announcers said that there would be a finite amount of superstars that were allowed to come over. AJ Styles said four guys were allowed to come over and he wanted to be one of those four. And by the end of SmackDown, five raw guys showed up on SmackDown. <laughs> Even when you're telling your fans Well, well, well these are the yeah, but the Usos are tag team. They count as one. Oh, that's so, so now we're going acts? Yeah, we're not going four people, we're just going four acts. Okay. Yeah, this this is 
This is not the sole reason why you're having ratings issues, but it's part of it. It's because of the fact that you're not even abiding by your own rules. Okay? There's there's a, a simple storytelling mechanic that you create the world, you set the stage, you set the rules. You then have to continue to write within those rules. Because that's when shows, when regular TV shows stop doing that, that's when the fans go, this is fucking stupid, you know? Like, you have, take for instance, like a show like The Walking Dead. You have a set standard for how the zombies act. If suddenly one of the zombies, like, in the middle of it stopped and went, I'm going to pick up a gun and picks up a gun, <laughs> your fans would be like, the fuck is going on? And you know what they're They're going to tune out. And that's what's going on with, with, with this aspect of WWE. Like if you're WWE. watching the Smurfs. And they're yeah. going around, you know, collecting flowers, and then all of a sudden they're having hardcore fucking anal in the middle of the yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That is that is exactly what's happening right now. When you hardcore. sit there and you, yeah, <laughs> when when last week it was there's a clear we have the superstars to shake up. There's a clear defi- defined like these are raw guys, these are SmackDown guys. They're not going to be any of each other's show. And then you go, all right, now there's a wild card rule, and you specifically have the owner of the fucking company go three guys. You expect there to be three guys. Wild card, bitches! You do not then expect there to be more people showing up, because then you're like, that makes no fucking sense. You know? So, that's part of the issue. Um, At at least, in my opinion. But I want to hear your guys' opinion. It's awful. (laughs) Alright. I'm going to need Jason to go ahead and read that comment, because he spawned it. Which one? Last one. Which one are you talking about? In the chat, I guess. The one in the chat just came up. It switched pages and it popped up on me. Let me say, okay, so uh, as the wild card goes, I suppose it's nice to have an engine driving the complete lack of logic and storytelling. (laughs) There's a comment about Smurfette. Oh, God. (laughs) Which one were you looking for? Started it. Okay. Read the comment about Smurfette. <laughs> John says Smurfette is getting worn out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the, the so much so that Papa's balls aren't blue anymore. Um, the implication on that show was always that they were all slamming her. Right? She's the only female. She's the only no, no. There was Violet. Violet was there too. Yeah, I don't but, remember. But at a certain point, there's like little kid Smurfs, and you're like, well, there's. Uh, <laughs> They don't, they Wait, clearly what's don't going on there? They clearly have sexes because Smurfette is clearly a female, so we know something's going on there. I mean, they don't call him Papa Smurf for nothing. All right, so, <laughs> Sal, what are your opinion on the wild card, which is... Okay. Well, what's, first off, what's your opinion on Smurf sex? Yes, what is your opinion on Smurf sex? Are they more like a missionary kind of people, or do <laughs> do they do it Smurf style? Like Amish They do or... it Smurf, Smurf style all day. Now, question... Uh, so they've referred to everything as like Smurf and Smurfing yeah. and stuff like that. Smurfing. Is, is there until your balls fall off? <laughs> Smurf or Smurf? Is, is there is there like standard word for sex Smurf? And then they're like, I'm gonna do some Smurfing. Like, yeah, this, this absolutely. Function? And they're like, looking at your face while you said that was the creepiest fucking thing ever. <laughs> Dude, Go back happy. and watch this video and look at your face as you said that. Dude, happy. I'm gonna smurf the smurf out of that smurf bitch. 
Oh, God. Dude, I smurfed all like, over her face. I was about to say that. Damn it. Troy just fucking cut me off. There's, there's your episode title. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just allows it to. It's done. We've had worse. Uh, it's, we're talking about Smurfs. It's fine. Uh, Sal, go go ahead now. What is going on the wild card bitches? Not not the Smurf sex. The wild card is bitches. Bitches is <laughs> their excuse to have no continuity or no reasons in their storylines whatsoever. Because they've never needed an excuse for that. No, no, no. But hold on. We do the superstar shakeup, and they fucking promote the shit out of it the whole week after WrestleMania. Superstar shakeup, superstar shakeup. We can't get it right in one night so much so that the next week we're continuing the superstar shakeup where Andrade goes back to SmackDown and other fucking people change shows. And now we got the wild card rule that all they had to do was say Vince has a big announcement on Raw and him come out there and announce, I've invited three people from SmackDown and this is how it's going to be going forward. Instead, it, they put out there that Roman is coming out to Smack to Raw. Roman's like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And then Vince is like, oh, I got an idea. I'll do a wild card. It's I so thought my Vince impression stupid. was bad. Oh, my God, is it awful. Not only worse than mine. Um, so the problem with that right off the bat is when you said, well, they promoted it like this and blah, blah, blah. Every month, they every year, they fucking promote Survivor Series. It's the only time SmackDown and Raw superstars go ahead and <laughs> So we already know they're not afraid to flat out fucking lie in their promotions. <laughs> Man, it's getting worse. It really is getting bad. This is this is the Hail Mary. This is the desperation. This is the I don't fucking know what to do play. This is the I can't fix it play. When the reality is, and, and we have a topic that's going to really sort of gear more to this general idea later on, so I don't want to get too much into it now. Focusing strictly on the wild card portion. It is the biggest cop-out in recent memory, put it that way. Um, this is the, and it goes back to, supposedly if you believe what the reports are, this goes back to NBC and Fox being upset, uh, wanting more star power on their shows. But the problem is not that where the stars are. The problem is not creating new stars. Yeah. That's the fucking issue. Not having enough big stars that you can do a brand split successfully and still have enough star power on both shows. That's not pushing Finn Balor to where he should be. That's not pushing Drew McIntyre to where he should be. That's not pushing Seth Rollins when you should have pushed him. That's not turning Roman <laughs> heel when you should have, when he could have been the biggest. All these mistakes that they've been making for years finally come home to roost, and this is the end result. This desperation play, that won't work either. No, it won't. Yeah, yeah you know, we, we talked about it before, where, you know, when they originally did the brand split, you know, they they didn't have as much talent as they had now, but what they did was they created talent. They, they mm-hmm. created these opportunities because they had two shows, and instead what we're having right now is they've got a shit ton of people, and then they don't consistently use any of them, and they don't push any of them like they should. I mean, you you know, you talked about it too. Like Roman Reigns is always already your top star. There is no fucking reason that he has to face Drew McIntyre when you could be pushing Drew McIntyre to the top. Right. You could. I know it's a crazy idea, 
utilize Roman Reigns as a way to propel and create a new star by having McIntyre beat him at Mania. You know, and then you look at things like, you know, you, you. Sorry, that's a great oh. point too. That's a great point too, because the biggest event you have the entire year was used to get over Triple H. Yep. Um, Shane, Shane McMahon, Ronda Rousey, all these fucking people who weren't gonna fucking be there afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Batista, yeah. we're we're, yeah. we're trying to pop a fucking rating for WrestleMania and the buy rates on the network at the expense of building the stars that could prevent the need for this bullshit. Well, and look at, you know, John Cena. Cena come, you can't, comes You can't out. see him. You can't look at him. Right. Uh, Elias got beaten by a phantom. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you have an opportunity here. Elias is really over with the crowd to continue to do him. And they have done nothing. This guy is not even in a feud. Every feud he gets into, he like He's supposed gets... to be in a feud with Roman, but Roman's obviously busy. So yeah. yeah, I mean, and then and again, I have no confidence that Elias is going to go over in this feud. Why? Why would? Why would anyone think he's going to? You know. Real quick, you brought up the original brand uh, split, and you guys just did a recap episode of the first ever SmackDown, right? Which initially. Was, was the Rock show? Yeah. SmackDown was the Rock show, and then when they did do the brand split, Rock was on SmackDown, Stone Cold was on Raw, Triple H was on Raw, and they developed Batista to be the SmackDown face and John Cena to be the Raw face after 2005. These were guys that were not main event players when they started the brand split in 2002, but they made them that. And they have done none of that. I mean, yeah, AJ Styles. This is the house that AJ Styles built. Fine. If you wanted AJ for the past couple of years as the face of SmackDown, I guess it worked. But not really. No, I'd say that worked well. As far as, like, elevating him to, like, a Cena rock level? No, because they didn't fucking go all out with that push. Yeah. But he was the face of SmackDown. I think there's no really denying that. But the problem is they continue to promote him as the champion of the B-Show. Yeah. And he wasn't main eventing pay-per-views like he should have been, despite the fact that his matches were often the better ones on the show. That's true. <laughs> wow. If you, if you look at the original draft lottery, this is amazing. Oh, <laughs> Some of the selections. I know Vince made Rock number one overall pick. Yeah, I mean, the Rock around. Undertaker to Raw. Yep. Uh, NWO to Raw. Chris Benoit to SmackDown. That wound up being a really good pick. Uh, Hulk Hogan to SmackDown. <laughs> Rob Van Dam to Raw. I mean, but they tried, you know. Billy and Chuck over on SmackDown. Uh, they also broke up the Dudley Boys during this. But, really yeah, cool, I'm... Yeah. Great idea. Well, see, you know what? That's the other thing. Like, so I just reviewed 26 for WrestleMania Salvation, right? And for, and they were able to do Batista versus Cena, really for the first time ever, because for five years those guys were on separate shows. Yeah. You don't have that anymore. You have literally burned through every possible combination on your roster. No, it's not true. If you keep these guys separate and individual yeah. to it, their brands, you'll exactly. Be fine. Well, not it's with the all wild you have card. to do. <laughs> The wildcat just ruined all that. Well, exactly. And that's kind of what we're all kind of saying right now. You can't keep going back and forth with this. 
Where the fuck is Samoa Joe every week? Where the fuck is Andrade every week? Why are we fucking watching... He's inside of Charlotte. (laughs) Why are we watching (laughs) Finn Balor in fucking vacation? Why are we seeing all these people doing everything except fucking wrestling? Because it's entertainment. And I have a little rant to get into when we get into that ninth topic down there. I don't want to get too much... I don't want to burn too much of my ammunition here, but... That's a huge part of this. Huge, huge part of this. Those guys are capable of being top performers on these brands. But you have to make the crowd care. You have to invest the time for the crowd to invest their interest. And that hasn't happened. Yeah. You know, I'm, I appreciate, you know, WWE trying to, you know, to hire a, a diverse range of people but i don't understand hiring a continuity manager with alzheimer's it doesn't i mean it's it's a good pr story but you know the job still's got to get done so um but speaking of of making top stars let's go ahead and talk about wb's top heel shane mcmahon before we jump into that ginger i I know me and jason kind of went back and forth a little bit did you have anything to add about the wild kind uh, oh, you're, oh, you're you're hosting oh, now. Who, right, yeah, I was going to say, look who's putting on his host pants now. <laughs> Fucking, dude, we, cut, we literally barely let him speak. Um, uh, That's usually for the best. I believe Jason said this last week on last week's episode. We are tired of being lied to. And that's what they continuously do every week. And we're just getting tired of it. They're shoving certain people down our throats. We don't want it. Or they're messing up storylines, or they're messing up. It's it's a botch everywhere for them. But it's... it's to that point, Kevin Owens will open up this week's SmackDown. Oops, no, we won't. Or yep. we'll have this six-person, this six-woman tag on SmackDown. Nope, nope, we won't. They promote shit and then fail to deliver on it regularly. Um, uh, so... But we all know that Vince is the last say on everything. It's the only say. Yeah, well, no, no, but obviously people bring him ideas, and he says yay or nay. And then then he goes, well, that was fucking a cute little thing, but here's what I'm actually going to do. Okay, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But no, that's what I'm saying. He has the very last say. So if ratings keep dropping, does he say... Well, it's all injuries. Yeah, but how many times can you say that? This is a second which we're going to go over. If, if, if ratings keep dropping, he's going to keep blaming everybody else around him. If if ratings continue to drop, do you know what's going to happen? We'll get Roman the Rock Roman, back. Roman, Roman, no, no, no. What's going to happen is Vince is going to go, SmackDown ratings are down. It's because of that black guy as champion. And Roman Reigns is going to be your new champion. He's going to look over at Raw and go, Seth Rollins is fucking up. Bring Brock Lesnar back. That'll yep. boost ratings. And that's what he'll do. He'll blame it on the top guys on the brands, and he'll take the titles off of them. You know? He's yeah. got to come to some kind of realization. I, I don't think it will happen after, just like you guys just said, but he has to or else he's going to just get destroyed and his company's going to lose money week after week after week after week, and then... Does Fox have the option to 
pull out of this deal or terminate the deal? No, yeah. but they do have the option to move them off the network and onto Fox Sports One or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This would be a huge blow for them, given what they expected to get out of this deal. Oh, so no, no, no. What'll happen is they'll move to Fox to protest. <laughs> <laughs> Is, it, is there Fox Ocho? Um, so Well, we've sort of segued right into the topic nine at this point, so we might as well just run with it. <laughs> I don't know. We should ask our host. Sal? So, hold on. No, go, go ahead. Can we, can we hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm tired of getting cut off. It's all Sal's fault. He's the host. He's supposed to keep <laughs> So, would Vince listen to Fox if they threatened him. Apparently, because he's rearranging the entire brand split because of what they want. Then Triple H has got to get in their ears and be like, hey, this is what you have to say to him to get the shit to change. Mm. The problem is... Because Vince loves his money. Yeah, I guess we'll we'll see when October comes around, because right now, a lot of things... I mean, right now, all Fox can do is just show him their dick. They can't actually hit him in the face with it yet. So once October rolls around, then they can slap him in the face with their dick. They can't and do like, the cut. They can't the do the mic check yet. Right. They can. That, that's all. Now NBC can definitely do some shit because obviously they they're the ones who have the deal with him afterwards. Or, you know USA. Um, so they definitely can still say things in terms of raw. But again, this was this was a compromise. NBC is owned by NBC owns U, USA. Right. So, so yeah, so that you know, so they they have the continuation of Raw, so they they could definitely do something at this point. But again, I mean, clearly they did, and this was the compromise for it. So, but eventually it's going to be there's no more compromise. Here's what's going to happen now, and this is what happens when you have two different shows on two different networks. Is now you have two networks that are going to fight with each other, and it it worried me a little bit when we first announced it that. Fox was getting SmackDown and USA was keeping Raw because it's like it's it it puts them in a shitty position that they put themselves into where instead they could have taken both shows over to Fox and only had to deal with one network and then you don't have this thing here where you've got one network saying we want Roman Reigns and the network going saying you don't have any have any stars give us Roman Reigns why would we take them off the show you know right oh boy Things are going to get interesting, and hopefully they get interesting soon, because if not, those ratings are going to keep plummeting. So, Shane McMahon's a heel. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I'm not hosting anymore. Sal, so. can you get this no, shit no, under control, dude? No, you totally are, so cut that shit out. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, so Shane McMahon is the top heel right now, which is a bad thing, because he's not an everyday wrestler. Uh, and he shouldn't be an everyday personality. We don't like the the last time we had shitty fucking ratings. Guess what was going on? Heel authority figures. Mm-hmm. That was the Triple H and, and Stephanie regime. This is not what we need. We don't need heel authority figures right now. Personally, we don't need any fucking authority figures at this point. Certainly not but, if their names are McMahon. Yeah, exactly. Like it's been done. You have all of this fucking talent. People were enjoying Paige as your GM. You know, Raw had its issues, but that's because it's Raw. You know, they couldn't find a fucking GM that worked. Uh, even Baron Corbin, I would take over having the McMahon show up and stumble their way through fucking promos at this point. Uh, because at least 
you know, at least something was happening there, and you had enough babyfaces over there kicking the fuck out of Baron Corbin to make it interesting. So, yeah, so Jason, your thoughts on why Shane McMahon is your top heel in 2019? Because of his last name. I mean, let me preface it by saying I think Shane's doing great work as a heel. I, I do think his his few, but the problem is he's now stretched too thin. He's now the top heel on SmackDown, feuding with Roman Reigns, and he's now the top heel on Raw. Feud, well, one of the top heels on Raw, feuding. I guess probably the top heel on Raw because I can't think of another one, uh, feuding with uh, the Miz still in this sort of. <coughs> Uh, desire to push Miz as some new Stone Cold level badass. I don't know what that's about either. Um, but as good as his work is as a heel, it's not compelling. It's not. And to my point, where are we going? Is Shane McMahon going to be feuding for the WWE Championship with Seth Rollins or Kofi Kingston? No. So why are we spending this much time? on an angle and a top heel who cannot deliver at the level you need your top heel to deliver at. Because they want to see him jump off of stuff. As a heel, he shouldn't be doing that. He's a heel, all right. So, uh, when I first read that statement, Shane McMahon is the top heel in the WWE, I was like, no. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, wait, the guy who was the top heel, who was getting all this heat, has just become become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champion. So, they had a top heel in Daniel Bryan, and I understand, I don't know if he had a concussion or whatever, but why did they put that act in the tag team title picture and propel Shane to the top of the card? And really, well, they, they also basically took all the environmental shit away from Daniel Bryan before WrestleMania anyway. Right. I mean, he had the belt, but he wasn't allowed to be sort of the eco-warrior in his promos that had really sort of gotten him over. See, that's so, what I don't understand. They do these things, and then they cut it off. Like, that's, exactly. That's the point. They, they, And then every week it's something different. You, there's no threads to hold on to. And again, we're venturing into that other topic uh, a bit too much. Let's stick to Shane. Sal, you're the host. You should know better than that. <laughs> well, let's hear your point. I like Shane's work as a heel. Um and maybe after the cage match with Miz, that storyline is, is tied up and that's finished. But are we really just going to do Shane for 30 minutes a week on TV until SummerSlam? Until oh, he no. fights Roman? We're, we're, we're going all the way to SummerSlam with George Mazanin on a pole match. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're, we're done stipping, stick, sticking the tip in. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, Vince told the investors that the time... Missed by Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins, is responsible for the ratings dip. And their their reaction to the ratings dip was to no longer put YouTube clips from Raw or SmackDown on the show while the show is still going on. It is so instead of improving the product, they instead decided to try to eliminate one of the sources of people watching wrestling other than on TV. So, clearly, he's refusing to admit what the real problem is, or doesn't know what the real problem is. So, all of us are going to take a little step back 
and we're going to let Jason unzip his pants and slap a big meaty dong because he has something to say. Jason. I didn't prepare anything for this. <laughs> Go play some air hockey. Yeah. Dead air doesn't work very good on the podcast. No. <laughs> <unless you're playing. laughs> I Is there a more... <clears throat> Is there a better example of how clueless this man is to what is actually going on around him? He cannot fathom the reason, the notion that the reason prob- that the company's having problems with fans is him. They don't have these problems down with NXT. The NXT house shows sell out. NXT merch moves great. NXT for, for, has good ratings in terms of views on the network, at least, and Hulu views, too. But Raw continues to go down. SmackDown continues to go down. Merch sales down. House show business is almost non-existent at this point. Hell, they can't even sell out Raws and SmackDowns anymore. And the question then becomes why? Because I've never seen a, a billionaire... Or, or a person who owns such a large business be so obstinate to what their fans are telling them, what their paying customers are telling them they want, in one loud, clear voice. And I'm not talking about recent. I'm not talking about in, in this the distant past. I'm talking about very fucking recently. Seth Rollins has this shitty fucking slogan of "Burn it down," and we all mocked it when he started doing it. And it got over. But why did it get over? Did it get over because all of a sudden people thought it was really fucking cool? No. It got over because at the same time they were trying to push it, Seth was going out week after fucking week and tearing it up in the fucking ring. Whether it was great matches with McIntyre, whether it was great matches and and those gauntlet matches, doesn't matter. Whoever you put him in the fucking ring with during that run, you were giving him 30, 40 minutes to go out there and make fucking magic and he was delivering it that is when the fans started chanting burn it down that is when seth got over and then they put him in this feud with dean that was hot as shit but rather than just allowing them to go out there and make magic no 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 we can't do that no no dean has to put on a fucking gas mask and accuse the fans of smelling and being awful because that's what fucking heels do pal not in 2019. It's not Vince. No. And Kofi Kingston, perhaps the biggest pop in WrestleMania. Was it because after 11 years, all of a sudden people just recently decided that they loved Kofi Kingston? No. Vince, it came on the heels of some tremendous wrestling performances in the ring where there was drama and suspense and the matches were fantastic. And then the crowd fell in love with Kofi again. The key is right in front of your face, Vince, and it's the thing you used to do better than anyone else in the world. And for some reason, you became so goddamn corporate that you forgot what it is that has made people love your product. The wrestling. And at some point, the W in your w, in your logo became the dirty word, and we focused only on the E. And that is when you started having problems. 
And you have those problems specifically because the other companies that are chasing at your heels a little bit, whether it's New Japan, whether it's Ring of Honor, whether it's AEW, all of them have in common, they focus on the in-ring product because that is what your fans want. Not the people who tune in for five seconds when the hockey game is on a commercial or on intermission. No, no, no. Your fans who show up at house shows, who bring signs, who buy merch, who have WWE Network subscriptions. The people that you show on a week-after-week basis that you don't give a shit about what they want, about what they think, or about showing them the respect of even putting in a minimal effort to have any continuity on your show. And then you're going to sit there and tell us, well, it's just because guys are injured. Vince made an empire. But right now, the emperor has no clothes. And the problem is he's surrounded himself with a bunch of people who don't want to tell him he's naked. And it will be too late before anybody has the balls to do it. Because in 2019, the biggest and only problem that the WWE has is not the performers. And that's the worst part, is that it consistently gets put on the talent who are out there busting their ass and making towns like it's somehow their fault. Like it's somehow Andrade's fault that the ratings are down when he's on TV because nobody fucking knows who he is because he went a month between appearances on television. But that's somehow his fault. He's not engaging or magnetic enough. Or Finn Balor, because... People, people do the entrance. Yeah, people do the entrance. That's great. So uh, let's use him to get Baron Corbin over. That's what we'll do. No. No offense. Again, consistently missing the mark and ignoring everything that your fans tell you they want. And I read that little thing that somebody posted in our host thread where somebody went, oh, well, you wanted Becky Lynch as champion, and we got it. You wanted blah, blah, blah. And, and, and well, maybe the problem is just you because you're getting what you want. No, no, no. I'm not getting what I want. Because, I, yes, I wanted Becky Lynch as champion, but I wanted it with a decent, compelling story that didn't insult my intelligence. And I didn't get that. The best story leading into WrestleMania was Kofi Kingston, and that was because it was a goddamned accident it was not their plan it was the one they had to do on the fly and that's why it was the only good one on the show <clears throat> it's very simple very simple and i am not going to sit here and pretend that vince is not a pioneer and a trailblazer and that what we watch today and the, the successes that they've had aren't due 100 percent to that man because they are but the thing is Everybody loses their fastball. Every great pitcher. I don't care if it's Nolan Ryan. I don't care who your favorite pitcher is. They lose their fastball. Every great basketball player loses his jump shot. Eventually, you get to a point where you just can't do it anymore. And when I watched Monday Night Raw, and I saw perhaps the greatest two tag teams this company's had in the last decade do a segment about sweaty balls I, I don't even know what to tell you because as great as and we all talk about fuck the revival that whole thing is making the usos even uh, obnoxious and annoying they are managing to ruin both of them by doing that 
You've got talent at a record-setting clip saying, I don't want to fucking work here anymore. Growing up in the 90s and the 2000s, can you imagine a talent saying, I'd rather go work the indies than work for WWE? Because that's what's fucking happening. Because they're not being creatively fulfilled. Because this product, creatively, is shit. And there is only one person to answer for the creative direction of this company. And it's the only fucking person that won't take any blame for it. I honestly don't think anybody needs to say anything after that. Except for you know that I'm gonna. (laughs) And here comes the argument with Sal of the week. Now, there's a lot of validity in a lot of things that Jason said. But it's two points that really stuck out to me when he said that they've lost the W in WWE. To which my response would be, they haven't had it for a long, long fucking time. Because the most money Vince has ever made with his company first began with a six foot six blonde guy tanned and jacked to the gills who couldn't fucking wrestle. But got over and made Vince a ton of money for a decade and the second time vince made the most money in his life was with a beer swigging asshole who swore on tv and didn't get over at that point because of his wrestling ability but he got over because he was an asshole and i love stone cold but vince looks at that and he says well that's what makes money pal not this wrestling crap no 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 hold on hold on because i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go against that because again and as I said earlier, Vince fell into that shit completely by fucking accident. The Attitude Era was an accidental response to WCW taking advantage of complacent, I'm not going to change anything, I don't care that the ratings are down, I don't care the house shows are down, I don't care about anything, what I'm doing is the right way to do it. Vince McMahon that was giving people TL Hopper, Skip and Zip, and all that bullshit, WCW listened to what the fans wanted. They wanted real characters, real personalities that they could attach to. WCW gave them that and took off and took control of the ratings. And that is the only thing that forced Vince to go to guys like Austin and The Rock. Otherwise, he'd have been out of business, still let, still letting fucking T.L. Hopper and Duke the Dumpster Drossy main event superstars every fucking week. And that's the other thing that I disagree with about your original argument is when you said that you give him credit for being a pioneer in this business, maybe originally. Maybe by buying out all the territories. But for the past couple of decades, Vince McMahon has fell into a lot of accidents. And this year was proof. Everything compelling at WrestleMania was legit by accident. Isn't that what I said? What I don't understand is I wouldn't give him any credit. Because he's had his finger off the pulse for at least 20 years. Ever since the Attitude Era ended, he's had his finger off the pulse. But he continues to make money despite anything, and he just signed a billion-dollar deal with Fox. Who's going to want fucking results? He doesn't know how to fix it, and all he's going to do is these things that he thinks are funny or that he thinks are entertaining. I wouldn't be surprised if 
we see the Undertaker come back because he keeps going to that well. Whether it's Rock, Taker, Sean, Triple H, it's all he knows how to do anymore is go back to the late 90s. And the problem is the part that makes it even more infuriating is that he, in his own fucking backyard, has the blueprint. NXT should be used as the blueprint of what their fans fucking want. It's right there in front of them. And he it's has their product. It's and he product has the right guy. Now. He has the guy <sighs> who can do, do the things that need to be done in Triple H. Right there. Yeah, it's, it's, I watched wrestling this week and I thought to myself, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm getting too old for this shit. Maybe it is for the kids. Uh, the people in fucking uh, Kentucky were laughing at that skit with the revival, so maybe it's me. But then I watch NXT. And I'm like, it's not me, because this is getting over. This is the wrestling that everybody wants. This was a warehouse, you know, B-show, uh, non-traveling brand that ignited into a global phenomenon. And why? Triple H didn't have one star that he latched onto. No, every time somebody came through there, he made them a big deal, and he put on the best matches. Every fucking takeover, we say, that was the best takeover we've ever seen. Because they're constantly building new stars and not being complacent with the ones they have. And one thing I will say this week on TV is I thought, at the very least, I thought they did a good job with Kofi this week. He was a focal point. He main evented two shows, and he put on two great matches. Sure. And then they they proceeded to tell you that... This is the first time in a decade the WWE Championship has been defended on Raw, except that it was defended on Raw the week fucking before in a champion versus champion match. Right. <laughs> That's true. They can't even keep their own shit straight week to fucking week. That does not happen on NXT. So I have... <clears throat> I'm... Sorry, I mean to monopolize things. No, no, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, for for me, you know, I'm I'm the type of person who has has said in the past that the past is the past. I'm not I'm not tuning in to Raw and SmackDown to see Attitude Era stuff. So I can watch the network for that, you know. And I also uh, nobody is expecting WWE to put up numbers like they did in the 90s and stuff like that that's it's just it's a different landscape um you know when when attitude era was huge when WWE was putting up those huge numbers there weren't that many options on on different things to watch on tv like there's now where you've got literally just entertainment everywhere you know what's what we are seeing with WWE right now is that they're not able to even keep their own baseline and that's that's where the the issues are coming from with the ratings because their baseline right now is 2 million. They should have in ratings over 2 million and they don't have that right now. SmackDown continues to be under that. Uh, Raw flirts around with it has dipped below it as well. So, and I, you know, I kind of mentioned it that, you know, guys like us, we're we're not the issue. We're not the ones who are turning off the TV. And the product is not 100% bad. If it was 100% bad, we'd stop watching. There are still good aspects of it. The problem is is that 
they haven't been able to put even two solid hours of entertainment in front of you. Right. And when I, you know, when I watch regular television, you know, that does like an hour long episode or something like that, I expect to be entertained for that entire hour, you know? Um, even in some ensemble shows that have different storylines and stuff like that, I still expect all those storylines to be entertaining. And what we're getting right now is not that, you know, and I know a lot of people, you know, again, we'll bring it back to the Attitude Era that, oh, everybody had a storyline during the Attitude Era. All of them were at least something, you know. But right now we have, I, I can't even tell you, I, I can't even figure out who's in a feud with each other at this point. I'm so fucking confused on even that. You've got Becky Lynch has two feuds going on at once right now. You got, like, Kofi Kingston is kind of feuding with Seth and then kind of feuding with Kevin Owens and apparently now feuding with Sam. It's just, it's it's too much. And, like, this whole them going back and forth on different shows and stuff like that, I, I get what you're trying to do there, but it's confusing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all I want to see is, like, consistent storylines. And we completely removed Kevin Owens this week. Why? So that Kofi could have a match with AJ Styles and Sammy, which I love all three of those people. I love Kevin Owens too. And Hugh didn't even get involved with this. You know, he literally started the show, not started the show, but had a point of the show where he said, I'm not going to be here. Like, that's not progressing your feud at all. And you didn't have Kofi Kingston's even mention, Hey, uh, that, that big fat guy, I'm not, I'm not fighting him this week cause I got to fight you. But at least I'm mentioning him, so you, you could have had Owens on commentary for the fucking match. You could have had him interfering. At least it had been something. And that's the problem is this shit going back and forth here, you're not even maintaining your own storylines. And like I said, to me, it's just, I'm just fucking confused. I don't know who's I don't know who's pissed off at each other anymore. We got faces fighting faces left and right. You got heels fighting heels. There's it's just a clusterfuck. And you know, yeah, me and Jason watched NXT, and it was a mediocre episode. There wasn't much going on. They didn't really have any progression on storylines or stuff like that. They had a great fucking main event, which was awesome, and we had a continuation of a storyline with the Undisputed Era. That's awesome. And, you know, yeah, they're going to have a bad episode of once in a while because you got to set shit up, you know? But I'm going to come back and watch next week now because I have to do a podcast on it, but because... There is a bunch of things right now that I know they're building towards. Don't know what's going on with the tag team division, but that's a whole other thing. But at least I know I know what Velveteen Dream is doing with that belt. I know what Johnny Gargano is doing with that belt. You know, I know these feuds that they have going forward. You know, and that's all I want. If you want to put Roman Reigns, if you want to do dual feuds, that's fine. You know, Becky's got two feuds. She's feuding with Lacey Evans. She's feuding with Charlotte. And then all of a sudden, she's feuding with Dana Brooke, and she's getting involved with this person over here. And it's like, just focus, like on focus on what is at hand here, and build towards that storyline. Because now you're just throwing everything up in the air and seeing what sticks. So, I don't know. Anyone else have anything to say on this topic? Uh, I'll throw my two cents in. So. When me and you watched the first episode of SmackDown, the one thing that I noticed, everything had a point 
to it. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any randomness. And that's kind of what's missing now is they just throw some pointless match together and nothing comes of it. It's just like, that's it. It, it does, nothing hooks you anymore. There's no like, setup. There's no build. There's no follow Exactly. Through. So when it was a stupid feud, but it still had a story that we watched was Al Snow and Big Boss Man. Stupid, but it had a point. So, and they swung and they missed on that in the end. They tried to do a kennel from hell match. That you know, those those two didn't click well. That was the issue. Their matches were just. But you know fire. what? You still got TV segments with them every week. But and no, it that's what I mean. Something. And I agree. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I agree with you. Like, yeah, it's there. There's way too much pointless crap on the Raw and SmackDown now, and they need to consistently have a purpose to what they are doing. And they, that's what they're missing. To yeah. Troy's point, the, the TV, Raw should be compelling. I should look forward to watch Raw like mm-hmm. I used to. I shouldn't feel like, oh, I have to watch Raw tonight. That's awful. It's an awful way to have a TV show. Well, and, you know, bringing it back to NXT again, we're okay if we don't see Johnny Gargano, as long as what we see instead instead of him it has a point, is entertaining, and makes sense. You know, and right now we are trying to get as many people on both shows as possible because we think that's going to pop the ratings, stuff like that. But if you took the time and focus, like, they completely forgot women's wrestling existed this week. Both shows, they just pushed them aside. They got a little bit of time on both of them, but it was it was like there was the old days again where it's like, we're going to focus on the men and the women can, well, you're just, you got your little time over there, you know? And, and I know that, I know that in Vince's mind, that's part of the reason why WrestleMania didn't work in his mind is because the women main evented it. And that's why the build to it, but the build, the build, the, the, the lack of, of excitement for the build to it was your fault because that storyline was a fucking mess. You had a, a Goddamn fucking car crash that involved an actual car crash. <laughs> <laughs> so, do y'all remember when we were having this discussion about the women headline in WrestleMania, and I repeatedly said that if Ronda Rousey's not there, that shit doesn't happen? Yeah. And some people chose to argue with me. Well, Ronda Rousey's gone, and women's wrestling is back to being secondary. Mm-hmm. Do not coincidence. Do not be shocked if um, they curtain jerk. Main, uh, money in the bank, just to get it over with. Well, uh, to be fair, Becky has two matches, so one will go on earlier. Oh, sorry, I, I I was talking about the money in the bank match. Oh, the uh, women's money in the bank. Uh, yeah. Well, they always space those two out too. I yeah, mean, they're one, gonna they're gonna will go, go early, one will go later. Well, we'll see which one goes longer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the talent in one of them. You got Naomi, Dana Brooke, Natalia. I mean, what do you really? How long do you want those girls to go? Really? Well, and again. That's their fault because they have better options that they can put in there. Like, yeah. By the way, Dana Brooke looking like a snack on Raw, but <laughs> just had to point that out. So you know, we 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 talked about how you know you know the the Vince's revolutionary idea of the Attitude Era saved the WWE from from extinction. You know, we're we're kind of hoping that AEW 
coming to the forefront, having a major deal, will spark a similar reaction, and WWE will do something to you know at least turn things around. Um, or WWE will be the one that goes away, and AEW takes but, that spot. But so. who's the, who, the problem is who's the Vince Russo? Because for all, and it's really cute and clever to have all these stories of, of Cody. No, 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 no! You're missing my point. Yeah. What we always hear is that, and it's the WWE's way of sort of denigrating the contributions of Vince Russo. And, and anybody who's listening to the show knows I'm not a huge fan of Vince Russo, but I will say this: his contributions are constantly negated by WWE historic rewriting history. And, well, yeah, blah, 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 but he had Vince as a filter, and look what happened when he had Vince as a filter, and blah, blah, blah. But that's the thing. Vince is fine in a role as a filter, but he's not, right now, he's not a filter. He's the only voice. There is no filter for Vince. So everything Vince thinks is a good idea goes to air. And that's what's killing this company. Vince needs a filter. There's only two people that can be that filter. And that it's his son-in-law and his daughter. I was and, hoping Bruce Pritchard would fill some of that role, but it it, it, it seemed like that was going to happen, but obviously it didn't. Hmm. So yeah, so that was that was me segueing in to our next topic. Um, discussing is WWE helping AEW more than AEW is even helping themselves? Possibly by default. Absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. Not even debatable. It's it's one of those cases where it it feels like you know WWE is like saying to their fans, look, um, you know, please please don't cheat on us. Like, don't don't do that. Why why would you do that? But then they're they're also like beating their wife, and of course <laughs> the wife is gonna go. Oh, well, now I'm gonna go fucking cheat on you. Like they're they're pushing their fans away from them. Mm-hmm. And there, and we know right around the corner we've got a huge opportunity for a brand new show and a new alternative to WWE coming up. And Which instead is built of, almost entirely on social media engagement and hearing yeah. and listening to the fans, right? Exactly, and and giving the 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 creative minds of their workers an opportunity to use their creative ability. And yeah, so now you're sitting here, and you and, and WWE could be using this run up to October. There's run up to their new fucking platform on Fox as an opportunity to take some chances. Because once AEW is there, you might not be able to take as many wild swings as you can right now. Because if you take a wild swing on something in October and it doesn't work out very well, your fans might find a brand new fucking home and not come back. You know, that was the problem with WCW. When WCW started to gain traction, they started taking some opportunities. And like you said, WWE was, nope, we're not going to do any fucking wild swings. We're going to, it's it's business as usual. And they got fucking reamed by WCW because WCW was doing different shit. And obviously we know how it eventually ended, but that was because WWE finally was forced to take those wild swings. Whereas right now they could just do it. Just fucking do it. Like it was also, it was also because WCW got bought out by AOL time Warner and then had to present their show in a completely different fashion, which was the, you know, disgusting, awful days of nitro. And that being said, when they go to Fox, 
is there a chance this product actually gets worse? No, I um, I think with so with Fox, Fox has specifically, you know, we at least from what we've been hearing, it sounds like Fox has their own idea for things, and their idea for things is to be edgier, and they would like WB to not be as PG because you know you're you're going prime time, and and nowadays like you. You cannot turn on Fox at seven o'clock at any night and watch a show that's PG. You're just not going to see it. Okay, you, all of their shows are PG thirteen or TV. Sorry, TV fourteen is what they would be. They would be considered, or or TVMA. And so yeah, so I think that once they go in there, they're going to want to get to that key demographic. They're not going to want to get the the, the kids because the kids in their demographic shouldn't be staying up that late at night. You know. But again, like like I said, once it goes to goes to Fox, we will see what happens. We, it's definitely going to be at least there, there should be a visual a, a visual change in things uh, in terms of booking and things like that once you go to Fox. But again, it might be too little too late. So Smathers on the side says, "Is Triple H any better than Vince in regards to AEW apathy?" Remember his pissant little company jab and the economy. It was a joke in character. The constant integration of territory days in social media. He runs a fucking small territory in in (laughs) NXT. So, Of of course Triple H is aware of AEW. Again, it was a joke in character. Okay? The piss and commentary like that. He Triple was H speaking knows. in Vince McMahon's voice when he yes. basically made the joke. Exactly. Yeah, it's that's, that's I love how that. He, people, I love that people blowing that out of proportion. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is concerned about it. He, I guarantee you, he has daily meetings with Vince, going, "Dude, we need to do something because this company is is coming our way." Besides, Cody already took a shot back. So wow. to the point um, of the original question about is WWE helping AEW more than AEW is? The answer is 100% unequivocally, without a doubt, yes. And I can give you the most crystal clear example of that just from this past Monday. Because if you're a fan, like a lot of us are, of the revival, and you watch what happens to them, and then you go on the internet, what is the thing people are constantly saying about the revival? Oh, can't wait to get out of there and they can go to AEW. Where they'll be used, AEW, AEW, AEW. Their treatment of their talent is leading people to basically give free advertisement all over social media for AEW. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys heard about this, but apparently while this segment was going on, there was a small pocket of AEW chance in the arena while Raw was being taped. Was there really? Yes. Oh, my God. So, so absolutely – this type of booking, this type of storytelling, this just complete bullshit that Vince McMahon's, because he's 73 years old and he still thinks gay jokes and locker room humor is what's going to get over, he's providing them all the free advertising they want. Yeah, so let's not. Yeah, yeah, let's not forget that every single WB wrestler that has an expiring contract. Instantly, it's their AEW bound. Every single wrestler that's you know disgruntled, there there are um, are stories left and right on the internet. AEW bound that they're, they're going to get signed by AEW. AEW wants this guy. AEW AEW themselves has said like they're at capacity with their roster. Pretty like much, yeah. yeah, they're they're not signing any of these guys now. 
somewhere that's down the line. Capacity, at capacity yeah. on paper is one thing. If Sasha Banks were to become a free agent, they're going to fucking sign Sasha Banks. Oh, yeah. Right. right. I yeah, if, if it's the top talent, obviously, they're going to fucking scoop him right up. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously right now everyone's John Moxley's going to AEW, but it's like, well, mm, probably not. But no. but it's the free advertising again, mm-hmm. like Jason said. It's I can I can type in Dean Ambrose, and I guarantee you there's a bunch of fucking stories right at the top of Google where it says those fucking AEW 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 on every single one of them. So, Sal, yeah. What are we going to next, host? <laughs> you brought up the revival, right? Yeah. Let's let's talk about the revival. Um, Thank God you're here to steer the ship, Sal. I know, Stop right? Without, <laughs> without you, would be lost. It'd be like when Adam ran the show. <laughs> Adam, who didn't even remember he was hosting half the time. He, remembered. So, he just he just didn't like the fact that we didn't follow his his plan. We <laughs> you, need, you need to remember that for the for the long like Adam, I love you. For the longest time, me and Andy continually tried to throw the show off the, the rails as much as possible just for Adam's facial reaction. That's All right? awesome. So, like, <laughs> so kudos to him. We probably burned him out. So. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, plus uh, the show, this show will be posted on the website tomorrow, so it's completely different. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, we we obviously, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the revival. Um, the story came out from Tuna Meltzer saying that WWE is trying to devalue them before they leave. They're leaving in a year. I don't think they're trying to devalue them before they leave. I think that they think that they think this is getting the revival over. That this is this is Vince's idea of, you know, if you're going to devalue them, you just don't use them, right? Because you're, you've got Luke, you got Luke Harper sitting there and not on TV. That's devaluing him. People forget actually if you're not there. No. And again, like I said, they're not going to devalue guys that are there for another year. If they were like the club who's leaving come October, then I can maybe see it, that being the case. So of course, Tuna Meltzer is always going to say shit like this. And because he loves to say that the WU is petty, and they are, but not about everything. No. Again, Vince thinks this is good. Vince thinks that the Usos revival <laughs> in the storyline is awesome television. It, it's amazing because he probably thinks this is getting the Usos over too. Like, <laughs> oh, people are gonna think those Usos are so funny, pal. Like this, this shit is fucking. It is beyond cartoonish. When, when that segment was going on, it made me, and I'm sure a lot of people questioned, why do I still fucking watch this shit? And then they they didn't even, like, hint at it. They legit shoved it in your face for about ten minutes. To the point where you really just wanted to shut it off. And I mean the whole fucking program, not just that segment. It, it was awful. And it, what purpose? What the revival has itchy balls? Like that's the purpose? We gotta chant that next next time on Raw. Apparently, we need to, or one of us, maybe Ginger, needs to speak up. Your your wife is commenting on our website, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so it says mumblies. Are you mumblies? 
Is that a nickname that she gives you? Like a pet name? Nope. Okay, well, one uh, of us is probably. I didn't know whose wife you were referring to. <coughs> Sorry, Ginger. Um. <sighs> well, back to the original point. Do you guys remember when the Revival made their debut on Raw? <clears throat> yes, yes, a thousand they, times, yes. Okay. They came in looking like the most badass fuckers. The most badass tag team to step foot in the ta- in the in the whole fucking locker room. So the club. Exactly. And what happened? They were they off hurt. TV. They got hurt. They were off TV. And then I think Vince almost feels like if they if they don't get an immediate reaction when they come back from the injury, they don't give a shit. Which is not true because you got to let them almost rebuild in a way, if that sounds right. You got to you got to rebuild them because if not, if you keep them off, if you let them on one time, people don't react to keep them off. What, what the fuck is that accomplishing? That's not giving them the opportunity to show everybody and you yourself what that team can do. And once it was Dawson that has job broken, correct? Yep, I believe so. No, sorry, Dash. Dash, sorry. Uh, yes, Dash. It was just like it was. I think it that, that hurt them a lot, and they were off TV. But they came back. They they cut a couple of promos before he could work again, which was nice. But can't do that. You gotta just let him fucking go in the ring, kick ass. I'm hoping. That once the Usos and the Revival step back in the ring, get in the ring and have their match, they let them do what they can do. Because that match, in my opinion, could steal the show. Well, yeah, and that's and that's why these two teams are in a feud together. Mm-hmm. Now, but if you it's if a you, allow, it's about allowing them to do what they can do. Right. If you had if you had a competent person running the shit. These two, these, this feud would be great. But what mm-hmm. you have is sweaty balls. Yep, exactly. Um, Fuck. But you know what? I mean, this is this is what's going to keep happening, you know, until something. So, so bad. I mean, this 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 is the company that's, um, you know, the, the revival, the whole thing with them like turning down the money and stuff like that. Well, I completely understand that because one, you, you wait until after that fucking big Fox money comes in Mm -hmm. before you sign a contract because they can offer you more. And, and second, yeah, right now, like you got a year left on your contract. You don't negotiate till you're at the end of your contract. No. (laughs) So again, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where of course, Tuna Meltzer makes this gigantic fucking leap (sighs) that, Oh, they turned on the contract. And so they're, they're, they're getting fucking buried again. Appearing on TV every week isn't getting buried. Okay? <laughs> not appearing. Okay? Luke Harper is getting buried because he is oh, not appearing on television. So you, disappointing. You forget he exists if you don't see him. Just no. because just because you don't agree with how they're being utilized or you, or you don't you're not entertained by the way they're being utilized doesn't mean that the guy the idiot behind the fucking program isn't utilizing these guys again he doesn't give a fuck about tag team wrestling the fact that he's giving actual time for this shit is astonishing you know yes jason i I just take a little exception to the notion that 
this is not a burial because granted it's better than not being on television but you can't really be buried by the definition of being buried if you're not on television the whole point is to mock you publicly so you're not really burying someone by not having them on TV people just forget about them burying them is actively going out of your way to make them look like shit yeah but I think I think that you need to to look at where this is going to go I think that they do have a plan for it and I think that the revival you know, gets their revenge on the Usos eventually. But we'll see. If they never do, then I'll, I'll admit that I was wrong, and I will say that, yeah, they're, that they're being, you know, buried. And hats off to the Revival, because they absolutely did their best to put this shit over, and they worked their asses off, no pun intended, to make this look as, as decent and funny as they possibly could. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you have to do. They some you know, if if this is what they have to do in order to get a sustained run with the titles or, or get better booking, then they're gonna do it. You know, yep. because otherwise, they could just quit. Yeah, we they could just leave this abortion alone though. All right. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Okay. So <laughs> we we already talked about Kevin Owens not being on the show. We already talked about. I mean, do we really, I don't think we really need to talk about Sammy. Sammy did. Sammy did a great job. Sammy got fed to Braun Strowman on Raw, which was shitty. Uh, but then he he was able to get a great promo in on SmackDown, and then was in the main event. So, hot damn! Uh, I love his promos. He's doing he's doing so fucking good. And and again, it's one of those ca- those cases where you go, why isn't why isn't he? Why are we feeding top him heel? to Braun? Yeah. Why are yeah. we Why are we feeding him to somebody that we haven't? been utilizing at all since he won the Androphy. You could just have him come out and keep fucking talking. You don't have to progress it at this point, because he's doing a good enough job on, on his own. And he got an, a WWE title opportunity, which was great, and he got to show yet again how great of a fucking worker he is in, in ring. This guy should be your top heel on Raw, because you don't have anyone else. You know? He should be... You have a, a face champion over there right now. Why isn't Sami Zayn and uh, um, Seth Rollins the the people that are going to face each other at Main, Money in the Bank? Why are you having face AJ Styles go against Seth Rollins? It makes no fucking sense. Unless, like you said, if they're going to turn AJ Styles. But if, if Money in the Bank goes off the air and AJ Styles is still a face, it's a loss for me. Then I, I, then I, I don't, I don't think a turn would happen until after he loses to Seth. I think that's the thing that pushes him over the top. Yeah, yeah, and and what I'm saying is, if it never happens, then I I question why the no, fuck no. did this happen. So I just say I'm saying I don't think it'll yeah. happen at the pay per view. I think it'll probably be on Raw afterwards. But aren't we kind of already seeing hints of that? I mean, he forearm set in the face and then kind of walked away. It was like, yep. oh fuck him, let him get pinned. <laughs> yep, that's not on this topic list though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the Mr. Ne- Host. I know you want to spin it off into your other topics, but the, the next time the next time you try to add. The topic to the, the perfect ten. I'm going to add six months to Luke Harper's contract. All right. <laughs> you mean you mean six months to Sal's Hanker contract? Yes, that's right. Uh, so let's let's talk about our main event. You know, we 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 obviously have heard that uh, Fox and NBC want all the stars on their show. Uh, we have seen this wildcard bitches to have both things. Should WWE end the brand split? That's that's the first part of this question. So just yes or no, should WWE end the brand split sale? No. No. Ginger. You, 
No. You, do, you, you started to do it, and I cut you off because I said, <laughs> yes or no. Mm-hmm. Ginger. Uh, no. Please. Absolutely not. Troy. No. <laughs> Sal, how do you fix it? I think how since he tried to talk out of turn, he should go last, but that's just <laughs> Okay. Well, just for that, six more months on Luke Harper's contract and yours. Jason, go ahead. How do you fix the brand split? <laughs> um, a lot of it goes to what I talked about earlier. You have to build new fucking stars. It's really not that difficult. You go back to when the brand split actually worked, when you had the SmackDown 6, and you had top-level talent, multiple top-level talents on both brands. That makes that shit work. You can do that again. You have to stop going to the Roman Reigns well every time something gets a little crazy. You have to take the time to build. You have to sometimes take a step back to take two steps forward. That's what they need to do. They need to build these guys to top talent. They need to put them in. And building someone to a top talent is actually a lot easier sometimes than people think it is. A compelling match with the world heavyweight champion can go a long way. And I know this because Ric Flair made an entire career of traveling the country and put it, you know, going 60-minute time limit draws with people and making them stars in the process. No pinfall loss, no disqualification. They didn't lose the title 60-minute draw. That guy's a star because he hung in there that long with the heavyweight champion. The problem is they don't use that championship to get other people over. They only use it to further get over the guy who holds it, which is a complete waste of the entire reason to have that belt. Um, But, yeah, it can be fixed. And I think to end it would be catastrophic. You have entirely too many talents on this roster as it is that if now both shows are focusing on the same 10 to 15 guys, you have even more guys who are never seeing the light of television, much less being given any character development to make them compelling. Yeah, To me, they just need to go back to both shows being treated as separate entities and being at war with each other. Because, And I know I just took what Ginger was going to say, because... <laughs> SmackDown used to feel different. Yeah, the whole war thing was always hokey, though, because why the fuck did... You know, I was on that brand last month. Why the fuck am I at war with them now? I don't give a shit. A lot of my friends are still over oh, there. Like, because you're like loyal saying, to the brand you're on. Yeah, you're that's, loyal that's to the like brand you're on. That's like saying, well, I play for the Celtics, and you play for the Nuggets, so I have to hate you because we play for different teams. Like, it doesn't... That's not real. Dude, wrestling's not real. Uh, <laughs> no, wrestling so, is real. People, wrestling is real. People are fake. Yeah, true. Uh, but no, like like I said, you know, Raw and SmackDown felt like different shows. You had different camera effects. You had different lighting effects. You had different different production but styles on both they, shows. And they have right that now, now, they have that now. They have different stages. They have different mats. They have the announced teams are in different places. They've done all those little things to try to differentiate the two shows. I think the most compelling thing was a couple weeks ago, somebody went out, was it Kofi, I think, went out on TV and said, this isn't SmackDown, this is Raw. The ropes are white, and that's Michael Cole and not Tom Phillips. Those were the only two discernible differences they could think of to mention in that fucking promo. Right, because the, the booking now on both shows has become exactly the same. The, the the production and the presentation has become exactly the same. They just have different graphics and different voice. And, the diff- and yeah, you've got different announcers, except for Corey Graves. He's on both fucking shows. Why is he on both fucking shows? 
Stop that. You want Dude. you want both shows to be different. You need to have completely different. Nope. Sorry, Sal, have... still on suspension. What's that? Sal's still on suspension. He tried to talk. Sorry, I just cut him off. Six more okay. months. Go ahead, sorry. Six more months. Uh, yeah, so, like I said, you know, Tom Phillips sounds different enough from Michael Cole. That's that's great. But then having Corey Graves on both shows, you're just like, it's the same fucking thing, you know? Having having matches be the book the same way, it's the same fucking thing. Having fucking the same GMs on both shows is stupid. It made much more sense when you had, you know, Heel Authority over on Raw, you had Shane over on SmackDown, or Dan and Bryan over on SmackDown. It made things unique. And right now, there's no uniqueness between both shows. So much so that you don't... I can't even fucking tell you half the people that are brand exclusive at this point. And and to the point earlier when we were discussing Vince and his inability to accept where he is the problem, and you brought up the point, it's the only reason I, I mention this now, the announced teams. How often do we cycle through guys on the announced teams? Because they're not working out. God damn it, they're not good. Blah, 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 blah. But yet... We never have a problem with the one announced team in NXT that doesn't have Vince screaming in their fucking ear mm-hmm. all the time. Right. The only announced problem, teams that have problems are the ones where Vince is on headset and gorilla. Right. All right. Go ahead, Sal. No, Ginger. Ginger's turn. Well. <sighs> go ahead, Sal. Go ahead, go ahead, Sal. I'll let you go. They legit copy each other's storylines in the same fucking week. All right, cool. Ginger, you're up. No, no. (laughs) We brought in Absolution on Raw. And the next fucking night on SmackDown, we brought in the the Riot family. Uh, Why? Why do we just do two, three, three girl groups in the same fucking weekly television programming? You want to know how you fix it? And I'm I'm being dead fucking serious. Give Triple H and Stephanie one of the shows completely, completely. The promotion of it, the booking of it, the talent, whatever. I'm he already did. It's called NXT. No, I'm talking about on network television. Give him fucking SmackDown and see which one fucking succeeds better. Because I guarantee you, Triple H can outbook Vince if it was actually head to head. Well, well, Raw will probably do that because people don't. People, people still think that SmackDown is the Raw recap show. That, that's still why they get less viewers. I mean, the takeovers are consistently more popular than the pay-per-view events that follow them. So, I think we've pretty much already proven that point, Sal. I don't think we need to have. Well, maybe, maybe somebody needs to prove it to Vince. Because well, he needs, as long as he's the guy whose name is on the checks, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, but you know what? There's plenty of owners in, in sports leagues that are hands-off. All right? They're not involved in every single fucking decision. Vince McMahon is the Jerry Jones of professional wrestling. I would have went with Dan Schneider, but that works, too. Yeah. <laughs> same, yeah, except Dan Schneider was never actually the GM, was he? Mm-hmm. No, he was. Yeah, he, he Not he on actually... paper. Not on paper. He didn't not hire himself. Paper. Jerry Jones hired himself to be the fucking GM. True. True. Jerry Jones at one point was the GM, the president of operations, and the owner. Jesus Christ, Sal, will you let anyone else get a fucking thought in? Ginger, go ahead. Yeah, I wonder who has the most fucking thoughts on this show this week. (laughs) Well, considering both fucking Jason Jason and fucking Troy both stole, like, everything that I was going to say. The thing that I liked when they did it, when they did the brand split before, 
they had all the way down to the referees weren't even on the same show. Mike Kyoto was specifically on SmackDown, yeah. and I believe and they have some shirts. Nick, yes, Nick Patrick was Every on one. Yeah, fucking thing was different about the shows, yeah. and nobody touched each other unless it was WrestleMania or Survivor Series, and that's how it should be. You can't have these. What are you talking about? It's the only time SmackDown and Raw stars compete in head-to-head action. Oh yeah, yeah. You need to, you fucking. Dick, shut up. <laughs> do you do you remember do you remember leading into the superstar shakeup what they were they kept utilizing for everything? This is possibly the last time that we'll see Roman oh Reigns God. on Raw. Try, oh try. Ginger just called you dick and asked you to shut up. Ginger, can you finish? So <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it's so frustrating to the point that it keep interrupting you. It's unbearable. All right, Sal, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> But in all seriousness, to this point, um, they need to keep everything separate. That's what it literally boils down to, 100%. Change everything. Make it completely different. Don't touch each other. Don't have this flippity-floppity bullshit. That's literally all it boils down to. And build new talent on each show and keep them separate. That's it. That's a lot of different things to do. That wasn't just one thing. All of which Troy and I already said. Yeah. Because you fucking assholes took my fucking points. <laughs> Alright, Sal, you're up. <laughs> I already fucking talked about it, man. But I'll tell you this. It's just fuck more. We are gonna have the wild card. <laughs> right, Ginger, you're up. Face. There, there's literally nothing we can do. There's gonna be the wild card going forward. So <sighs> let me ask you guys this. How do you fix it with the wild card involved? Let's say they have to do the wild card because of NBC and and Fox. What do you do? Do it. Do it like uh, like before a baseball game where they release the lineups and go, this week's episode of Raw will feature these SmackDown superstars. And then you know those are the only ones that are showing up. I'm all right with that. <laughs> but then three more show up. Yes. You, p- you pick four superstars every week to get to put it in Paige's smurf hole. That's right. <laughs> yeah. No, what happens is is uh, we get we get the, uh, the McMahon's wheel of money or whatever the fuck it was, and they spin it and go, "Let's see who's gonna be on a show this week." And they just happen to be uh, in the. Yeah, that, honestly, like, honestly, shit. that would at least be interesting. It would be compelling <laughs> that they spin just, the wheel every week. it's got the pictures of every superstar on it. It would be sort of like back when they had the randomizer during the draft. It would be yeah. kind of that thing. All right, but see, the I problem is, it. by doing that and having it not be the consistently the same people, you can't build fucking storylines. Jesus Christ, I think Jason could have had his whole podcast by himself tonight. Sal, you're up. <laughs> it's just going to keep happening, dude. Just just go with it. Sure. All right. I could put some porn on if you guys want. Yeah. In all, in all actuality, though, we are going to check in with Ginger... That was zucchini. And Ginger, tell us what's going on over in Liberty States Wrestling. Fuck you guys for giving me this one. Liberty States Wrestling <laughs> holds our annual May season finale, Respect, on Saturday evening, May 11th, at, from the John McCarthy School, 76 Lake Street, Peabody, Massachusetts. This will be our last show till late September, so don't miss this incredible night of action. Matches 
Big Woody tribute match. Unequally known piece of shit and fucking just straight up asshole, dick bag, fucking douche nozzle. Todd Sobel versus. Listen, listen Demon... Ron Burgundy, just read what's on the prompter. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Unequally known piece of shit, Todd Sopa versus Demon Ortiz. Liberty States Heavyweight Championship, Verna Vicello defends against the returning D.L. Hurst. Salute. No, lim- <laughs> no Limits Championship, four-way elimination match. Ro- oh, Jesus Christ. No Limits Championship. <laughs> Four-way elimination robo defends against Sethrin with Vanity Vixen, Elia, Ilya Margopoulos, and Fabulous Johnny Vegas. Royce Bishop versus Club Cam. Also appearing Johnny Vegas, Chris James, Marco, Santiago, and many more. Tickets are just $10. General admission. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. with a bell time of 7. Didn't she used to be a wrestler that did promos? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yes. Literally, my greatest promo was five words. Okay. So, man, Sal, you're up. Good. <laughs> no, Sal, you're actually up. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just wondering why you guys want guests. Seriously. Saturday, May 18th, Bruce City Wrestling presents Retribution from the Elks Lodge 400 in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Ringside tickets are $20, 18 advance on BruceCityWrestling1.com. Doors open at 6.45. Bell time is at 7.30. Special meet and greet at 6 p.m. with former WWE superstar Swoggle, as well as ROH stars The Bouncers, Bruce, Beer City Bruiser, and The Brawler Malonis. $10 admissions, picks, and merchandise will have separate fees. Already signed, ROH stars The Bouncers versus Bruiser Nick Colucci and Brandon Blaze. Bruce City Wrestling Heritage Championship, no disqualification match. Demented Chucky Bates versus Doc McStuffins, that kind of thing. <laughs> Bruce City Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, Dysfunction versus Filth King Nick Brubaker. More fandom mentions announced soon to www.brucecitywrestling1.com. Jason? Uh, oh, okay, I thought he was going to read the rest of it. Okay. Uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling returns to the Newburyport Elks Lodge with another great night of wrestling action. Tickets $15 each at the door. Advanced general admission $12. Reserved front row 20 Reserved second row 15 Reserved front and second row also receive early admission to the show. Tickets are available at the door, or you can go to the website or go through Atlantic Pro Wrestling on Facebook. What's that website? What's that? What's that website? AtlanticProWrestling.com. That's not what it says there. That's not what it says there. Go by the script. Yeah, no, I'm not reading that. Uh, Doors (laughs) open at 6 p.m. 6.30 p.m. is the bell time. Your card, the APW Heavyweight Championship on the line as Dynamite. Danny Miles defends his title against number one contender, returning Bear Bronson. The APW New England title will be on the line when Demon Ortiz defends against the masshole Mike McCarthy. The APW Women's Championship on the line as Vanity Vixen takes on the debuting Chris Statlander. APW Tag Team titles will be decided between the Nightbreed as they defend against American Made. In just announced a loser leaves APW match, Mass Appeal Travis Gillette takes on the Bitter King, Buddy Romano. In tag team action, Venom takes on the Breakfast Club. Of course, more matches will be added, and the card, as always, is subject to change. So which one of those two are heading to AEW? I don't know. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky, Pro, Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Mayhem on Saturday, May 18th at the Wendell P. Clark Memorial YMCA in Wichenden, Mass. Doors open for a special meet and greet with the wrestlers at 6.30 p.m. and in the live wrestling is at 7.30 p.m. Tickets for this event are just $15. Proceeds help fund the Clark YMCA's Building Brighter Futures annual campaign. The LPW champion Vern Bicalo and Royce Bishop with Danica will take on WWE legend Mr. Hughes and Kellen Thomas. LPW women's title will be on the line as LPW women's champion Adira takes on Impact Wrestling knockout Alicia. Shea Cash will take on Ronnie Ribs. Isana will face off against Ava Everett. The sensational Scott Levesque and will be in a triple threat match with Nico Silva and Tyler Nitro. Sweatboy Christopher James finally gets a match against Dan Terry. And the Stampede Battle Royal featuring many stars of LPW, including... Nope. Except, known piece of shit, Todd Supple, because he won't be there. The the winner will receive the Wichenden Cup, which is, you know, about as good as the fucking crown jewel. And an LPW Championship <laughs> title match at LPW Fall Frenzy on Saturday night, September 21st, at the Clinton Mass Elks Hall. More to be announced. You can go to luckyprowrestling.com slash html. That still exists. For more information. And that does it for the rundown for this Thursday, May 9th, 2019. You can rate us and review us, and we'll read your reviews on air. Or you can go ahead and do what Ginger's wife did and have his baby. But also go to rundoutwrestling.com and make a comment, and we'll read it on air. I think, I think that was his mom. That had his baby? That's gross, No, no, dude. that was commenting on the website. What's your mom's name, buddy? Marie. Oh, then it was his mom. All right. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Rundown Wrestling. It's got really fucking weird. Rundown Network. <laughs> right. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Go to instagram.com slash rundownwrestling and go to youtube.com slash rundownwrestling to watch us live and watch all of our archived live episodes. And guys, I Leave- apologize. I'm going to try not to hold back as much next week. So Okay. That's great. Leave us a voicemail at 617-863-6967 at 61 Rundown 7 if that still exists. We're on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash rundownwrestling to become a patron, as I said. Currently, we have the first episode of Blue Fist, which is the recap of the original run of SmackDown. Uh, which coming soon, more wrestling with dicks, right? Coming soon, more wrestling with dicks. Yep. Uh, amongst other things, you also get to, you can go over there right now and listen to I think Megan the Great's up there right now, right? Yeah, should be correct. Uh, which is Adam's recap of what we talk about on this show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You can also go to rundownwrestling.com to get all of our great shows, the Nitro Media Podcast, Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, Make It a Great, NXT Revisited, Twat Magic, and WrestleMania Salvation. You yeah, can listen Twat to our... Magic now, like the number one show on the network. Who fucking knew? I know who didn't know. Bells, man. I know who didn't know. Jason. Go ahead, Sal. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to our friends, the Brawler, Brian Malonis, and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing but new podcasts every Monday. Go to WPA. The WPAN.com or Facebook.com shows the WPAN. 
You can check out a friend, Justin Michaels, on his show, Yesterland Waltz. Go to yesterlandwaltz.com or watch it on your Roku through the RNTV app or the 24-7 Retro app. You can follow our hosts on Twitter at jstuart0920, at rockstartroy, at Sal, at realisttommy, at johnnyanalog, at ginger19876, at hurryupcruiser, at tia underscore cyrus, so I'll check that out, and at smurfet asked for it. <laughs> Thanks to I wasn't gonna read the other one you put on there. Thanks to uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Thanks to Ginger for joining us. Thanks guys. I'm fucking exhausted. Thanks to Sal. Yeah, thanks. And thanks to Jason. Sal, you're up. Thanks to Jason for our theme song, and thanks again to Sal for all of his years of service in the rundown <laughs> and thankfully we have announced that we have extended Sal's contract with Anchor for the next 27 years <laughs> thanks to <laughs> <laughs> next oh, week we will have the winner of the hottest talent tournament announced plus we will announce what we're doing next so with that, I guess that means we'll see you next Thursday. Right. See you fucking assholes next time. Bye-bye. This has been a production of the Rundown Wrestling Network. If you're interested in having your podcast join the Rundown Wrestling Network, please email us at rundownwrestling at gmail.com for more information. And thank you for listening. Sal, you're up. <laughs>